welcome back hunters uh hope you guys have uh, been keeping up with the your gaming backlog so today is a very special episode because we are going to be talking about paxi's 2019 yay sound the fanfare um, so I went to PAX East uh, 2019, uh, I think it was two weekends ago, sorry for the delay guys, uh, real life kind of sucks sometimes. Uh, so I went, uh, I went on Sunday only just because that's like my only day off and uh, I figured it would be a little bit less traffic and not so crowded because you know the popular day for any uh, conference or uh convention is usually Saturday right because most people have Saturday and Sunday off and Sunday's kind of like a rest day uh, so I went on Sunday and you know lord and behold it is not a slow day there are still tons of people the line was still outside of the convention center and I still had a really great time though so we're just going to cover like a couple sections uh you know community wise um the games that were demoed uh panel highlights and loot and actually it was really cool because uh the convention packs actually had their own like xp game going on uh where you could tap your card at these little xp points that were hidden everywhere and you get a story and you get trophies uh for for uh finding uh, this secret location so it was a lot like what we're doing here on xp hunter it was a lot of fun it was called uh, arcadia it was uh really good i didn't finish it unfortunately um just because the convention center is actually really, really huge. Um, and a lot of them were kind of hidden in corners. And the way that the convention center is made, it kind of is like in quadrants, like four quadrants. And you have to like walk around like a whole big loop to come around to the other side, then go down and then go over and then go up the other side. So they're not all connected. So it was a little bit hard to really... Um, be thorough I was also a little bit under the weather so walking around like these big throngs of people was kind of hard um, but I did hit a lot of them and I got a lot of the story so the story of Arcadia is that uh, you kind of wake up right uh, from pitch black screen and you wake up and you're next to someone who looks like an assistant who's you know writing down uh, vividly writing down stuff and there's a person in front of you who's kind of talking and you realize that they're like telling you about a video game that they're developing and you start to scream. And so the story goes from there. So the whole point is that you are, we'll say, a game publisher or whatever, and you're sitting there and you have to listen to people's video game ideas. So that can be, <laughs> so it's supposed to be kind of scary. I was also on Team Taicho, so that was fun. Um, and we won, actually. And today, I believe, uh, sometime soon, they're going to be doing a drawing for uh, the contest. So if you got at least five trophies, um, and your team won, so it's team, uh, in your team one, you actually, uh, you get two passes for all four days of the next PAX East, so that's exciting, so hopefully I get it, and um, maybe I can do a raffle or some such, and one of you, like listeners, can go, or I'll just bring a friend, um, but I did solo this uh, PAX, I did solo PAX East this year, just because I, um, kind of plan to do it last minute. I mean, I'd always wanted to go. I just started the uh, the podcast and everything. But I was, you know, apprehensive just because, again, com um, conferences and conventions can be a lot of fun, no matter whether you solo it or you go as a team with your friends. But I think the experience would have been really cool with uh, 
like some gaming friends, but like all my gaming friends kind of live in different states and different countries. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have to go by myself. But soloing it was actually a lot of fun. Um, there was lots of food. It was kind of like carnivally uh, on the main floor. There were like ice cream stalls and fried um, dough stands and really cool. They had like ramen and mac and cheese and, you know, uh, all these cool like video game esque like foods or comfort foods. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, again, so PAX East uh, has uh, several, I guess you would say sections. So they have a section for uh, if you want to bring your own PC and play there with other people. They had a section with PCs that they provided where you could play um, a certain set of games. They had a tabletop section where, of course, you can play um, Magic the Gathering or D&D &D or any uh, other number of tabletop games. Uh, Magic the Gathering also had like arena, an arena setup where they had a tournament going. Um, and so some of the uh, top like players in, in um, Magic the Gathering were there and they played and it was broadcast on the big screen. It was pretty cool. Um, it got pretty intense at some points when I noticed. Um, and of course, like any uh, conve uh, any convention, there were a whole bunch of like reseller stalls and um, stuff like that. What drew me most, which re what really made me want to go to Paxis was like their indie um indie like rising section which is where they highlight uh indie game developers and the like and so uh there's just a really broad range there so there's um uh phone games or games you can play on your tablet or um cell phone there were um playstation games there were pc games there and a lot of them i think they were pretty imaginative and interesting um i actually played one where you have to move your character and they're carrying a lamp and the lamp casts a shadow and the shadow actually changes um, things around you. So it's a puzzle game. So you have to figure out how to use the shadow to change uh, the landscape around you so that you can get through. It's, it's super, super interesting. And of course, uh, there's a questing episode uh, that's going to be going live on the YouTube channel in about I don't want to give dates but it'll be up soon and of course you can find us on YouTube and across social media platforms like Pinterest and um, Spotify and uh, Tumblr and stuff you can find us under XP Hunter or XP Hunter Lee Instagram and if you want to contribute or uh, voice your opinion you can always send me an email directly um, at xphunterlee at gmail.com and I will reply promptly um but again the indie rising section was super interesting because uh as a lot of people know i mean it kind of goes without saying across the board regardless of whether it's um creative medium or not when you have an established corporation doing something they are for the most part they're even though they have the least to lose you know whether it be um reputation wise or monetary monetarily uh, they take less chances. They're less creative because they just want to give you what you want so that they can guarantee that they'll bring in this amount of money or whatever. Whereas indie companies are like, well, you know, why not? I mean, we're, we're not going to be able to um, compete on the same level as this, this established company, but we can show them something they've never seen before and, you know, lure them away, which is what I personally like about indie games. They always, or indie movies, indie anything. The thing is that indie uh, kind of has that, that moniker indie because 
they're I guess you would call like uh, the underdog right they are less established they have less money um, but those are the people who are willing to take chances even though you would think that someone who has all this financial backing and all this uh, this large following wouldn't be so scared because they're like well there are loyal followers and if we want to you know keep doing what we're doing we have to keep showing them something different because I mean we all like certain things right I mean let's say I really like chocolate ice cream right but if, if a company is only ever offering me chocolate and then a company comes along and offers me like chocolate with hazelnuts or chocolate with peanut butter swirl or you know diamond encrusted whatever I'm gonna be like oh man like I didn't even know it came that way and so they've shown me something new and so now I'm more apt to join them or to give them my money or my time or my consideration or my loyalty because here I was with this company who only ever gave me what I wanted instead of trying to diversify and like show me new things and do different things you kind of get stuck in a rut you know it it's a bad place to be I think um so of course there were uh you know your major players were there um like I said uh Magic the Gathering had a whole um arena set up for their tournament uh Facebook gaming was there and they were actually uh doing a live stream uh it was a little weird because <laughs> I mean I didn't know that Facebook gaming was a thing I don't know if they just sponsored that or if they're trying to get into the video game like sphere which I think oh god they're just like the new Viacom there <laughs> you know the the this seems like an issue you know when one company wants to put its toe in everything I'm like it automatically sends up warning flares for me but uh, I digress there was also oculus um, VR and AR uh, arenas where you can test out new um, VR games and I really like that section I didn't get to play so I didn't play a lot of demos mostly because uh, there were hundreds of thousands of people there quite literally and the lines for like the most popular things like VR or um, surprisingly a lot of the Square Enix games and the like they the lines were ridiculous like wrapped around a corner um, so I didn't get to play a lot of demos but I did get to see you know look at some and like watch some other people play it um, uh, so Square Enix their section was really large and brightly lit and whatever. And apparently Final Fantasy is now a tabletop card game. And I, I'm wondering, like, I was really bad at Final Fantasy VIII's card game. So I'm like, this sounds interesting, but <laughs> am I going to be good at it? Probably not. Um, apparently they're coming out with a remastered version of Final Fantasy X-2 for the Switch. And I mean, <clears throat> the Switch is an interesting uh platform or console but I don't know if remastering an old game and at this point I would call 10 to an old game because right now they're on 15 and in development for a 16 so I don't know if I would really remaster it and I wouldn't I mean it's a good game 10 was a good game 10 to mm, I don't know but uh remastering such an old game to go onto it and mind you I know that we we talked about uh uh the fact that like they're supposed to be remastering or completely recreating Final Fantasy VII, which is not the same as remastering because remastering just means that they're touching up, um, you know, how the the assets in the game look so that they don't look so dated. You know, if you took a VHS, if you know what a VHS is, if you took a VHS and you put it in a, uh, a VHS player and you, 
um, in a VCR and you watched it and you'd be watching a movie and you're like, oh, this looks so bad. It's so grainy. It's so um, fuzzy. And that's because a um, magnetic tape uh, degrades, right? So it's going to look worse as it gets older. But not only that, the, the quality of the video that we use back when we use VHSs is very different from now. So that's why they remaster things. And I know that I was all in favor of remastered uh, Final Fantasy VII um, and that I'm playing it now. But I think after watching the demo, it just kind of was like, this is kind of like grasping at straws. Again, this is like a company that is very well versed in what they do. Square Enix um, has been making games for decades. And so instead of creating a new game uh, for the Switch, they remastered an old game. And I'm like, yeah, that probably saves a lot of time and money. And um, right now, I'm not sure what their, you know, their workload queue is like. I don't know what else is in the works besides Final Fan the new Final Fantasy. Um, and also, I think they're doing Hitman. I think they're also um, in charge of that game. They might have sold it. I don't know. Things change very fast in the video game world. Um, but I don't know what else is in the pipeline for them. But I do think that uh, a new console would be... Um, the right um, set of uh, circumstances for them to create a new game, not remaster an old one. Um, but of course, uh, Final Fantasy X2 was being demoed, the remastered version. Um, they were also uh, demoing uh, Final Fantasy um, 13. They were demo they were um, doing the card game and everything like that. And it was super interesting. Of course, Square Enix is a, a behemoth, so there were lots of people there, so I didn't get to play anything. But it was fun to see. Um, also, uh, we're going to talk about this, uh, in some coming episodes, but Anthem was being, um, demoed there, uh, Bioware themselves weren't there. They didn't have like a booth. It was kind of run by EA. So Apex, um, Hunters, which is EA's battle royale game, which pff, you know how I feel about battle royales guys, um, was also being demoed. Um, and you know, Recently, if you've been keeping up with the stories, if you read Kotaku, uh, you know that there is just this big garbage fire <laughs> that uh, is the article that uh, Kotaku uh, writer Jason, uh, I don't want to mispronounce his last name, but um, I think it's Scurrier, um, wrote about its development and why it took so long. Uh, and the bad practices that Bungie and EA as its parent company right now um, employ with their employees uh, and which caused Anthem to come out the way it came out and <laughs> how Anthem has has been in production. Like, so Anthem came out in February of 2019, but Anthem had been in production for over seven years and for a AAA game um publisher to come out with Anthem even though uh I mean the game wasn't falling apart it wasn't unplayable but for it to come out the way that it came out was troublesome you know I mean we all know that video games take a lot of work to create right you know you have hundreds of programmers and designers and you know story creators story leads and all that stuff and then of course there's always upper management and we all know that in creative fields a lot of the time upper management is using the one who's you know putting you in the chokehold and stopping you from doing what needs to get done because a money B time deadlines, blah, blah, blah. But the works for seven years. And in the end, in February, 2018, the game came out, the low screens were up to five minutes. There were, you know, we call it lag, but it's, uh, 
the the code isn't running correctly and so you could be you could have run 100 feet but then your character goes back to where it was before and so it's a, it's a whole garbage fire and we'll talk about that but anthem was uh was being demoed there and i did uh, catch a few people playing it and they seem to enjoy it i also own anthem i enjoy it um although it's just not ambitious it's just first of all it's not bioware as far as i'm concerned it doesn't give me that bioware fail it has a kind of truncated story it's not really all that engrossing there's only one like home base it's just there's just a lot of limitations in the game but the gameplay is fun. The the javelins, like flying them, shooting off missiles, shooting off like special elemental powers, so much fun. That's a lot of fun. But um, just running around shooting things is, you know, it gets boring after a while. And uh, in the article, they do talk about how uh, um, it was like a misnomer. Like you weren't supposed to say that, oh, you know, destiny this or destiny that. And because the upper manager would be like, this is not destiny. When basically when I saw the trailer, I was like, so basically this is Bioware's version of destiny. And to be fair, I also play destiny, but I also have kind of, I kind of play it here and there because again, it's so much about the grind and I get, I get bored after a while. I don't want to run over here, beat this guy up, steal his stuff turn it into whoever and then you know get this the this special component like I it, it just gets boring after a while that's why I, I'm a RPG girl I like narratives um that you know are not linear I mean it's nice that they have branching paths or like give you the illusion of having control um or getting to make a decision and just having a really good story because I mean, the story is the same every time you play it, but you have to play through the whole thing first rather than, oh, little tidbit here, a little tidbit there. You're listening to XP Hunter Lee. I want you guys to gain experiences the same way you do in games, discovering new places, learning new skills, and eating. Anytime I issue a challenge, you can always check it out on the YouTube channel, Instagram, or Tumblr. You're listening to XP Hunter. So loot, there are a whole bunch of resellers, other like companies where you can um, buy cool uh, loot. Also, of course, uh, what convention would be anything without pins? PAX East is really, really big on pins. The guys who started it, they actually also do a comic called um, Penny Arcade. And it's it's actually pretty funny. And uh, they have pins. So I only bought one pin this year just because, I don't know, it was a little bit hard to find where the boost where the pins were, um, but I did get an Old Gods pin. So it's very Cthulhu-y. It's so cool. They actually had a baby Cthulhu one and I should have gotten it, but I didn't. IBM also had one and they were like floppy disks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should have gotten it, but I didn't. I was like trying to con conserve money. But I also went out and bought pins. So I have a really cool dead pin, uh, dead pin, Deadpool pin, who's giving me the thumbs up. I have a Thanos pin with a snap. Um, I also got a, a cool pin from Discord of like their little mascot. And I also got a pin from some of the video games that I played. I got an N7 pin. I also got this really cool pin that says, you know, thick thighs save lives because I'm a very curvy lady. I also got a plushie um, called Gunny from uh, a company that makes um, samurai, uh, samurai uh, fighter game. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And also, of course, I bought a baby um, grunt plushie. He's super cute. I love him. And obviously, there was also a lot of other cool vendors. So there were vendors that were selling, that were reselling like Nintendo 64 cartridges, um, old 
play, uh, PlayStation 1 original games that would be less hard to find now. That would be more hard to find now. In the top five episode, I guess I told you all about how I, Legend of the Dragoon is my third favorite game of all time. Uh, unfortunately, when I was a child, I sold it. And it's actually kind of hard to find it online for a reasonable amount, right? So this game at this point, is Legend of the Dragoon is probably like 20 years old. But if you looked on Amazon, it can be kind of expensive because it's obviously not being produced anymore. And so there are a limited number out there. Um, there was all, there are also a lot of companies who um, produce dye. Um, and I know, you know, everyone makes a joke about 20-sided dye. But, you know, dye come in different, you know, in different numbers. So obviously your standard one that comes with, like, let's say Risk or uh, uh, Monopoly or whatever has six. But, you know, there are... 15-sided die, 20-sided die, 30-sided die. It just depends on what game you're using to play it with. And they come in so many different varieties. Um, they come uh, in wood. Like, I guess, you know, it's kind of an art, right? Because you, everyone kind of has their own feel for, feel for things. So there were die. There's also a special limited edition PAX die that was oh, like metal. It was like steel. Um, there were wooden ones, there were plastic ones. They even have ones that lit up. And I'm like, what's the point of them lighting up? You should always play your tabletop games in a well-lit area. But, um, you know, there were carrying cases for the games. There were um, card pack holders. Uh, there were also kind of like uh, other like smaller games, like people who create tabletop games that were like, oh, mind games or um, memory games for younger kids and stuff like that. So it's, it was very like open and encompassing and it covered, there were a lot of different aspects of gaming covered there and it was super, super interesting. Also the cosplay, um, it was Sunday, so there wasn't as much cosplay. I'm, I'm guessing that people, you know, most people came multiple days and so Sunday was like the chillax day, like we're just gonna walk around and play games and see people. But I did see quite a few Kingdom Hearts characters, um, Princess Peach, um, <clears throat> I think I saw one person dressed like, uh, uh, Mugen from Samurai Shampoo. Uh, there were a lot of interesting cosplays there actually. And of course, um, can't forget the panels. So I went to panels that were mostly geared towards, um, cosplaying and everything. Cause this year I, I've always kind of shied away from it. Like, I know you guys can't tell because I'm so outgoing and I share so much with you, but I'm kind of a shy person and, I've always wanted to do cosplay and I learned to sew from my grandmother. And so I have the skill set. I can do it. Um, well, basic clothing, right? Like learning how to use EVA and all that stuff to create helmets or armor is what I'm looking to do. So I went to that panel, which was cosplaying hacks, tips and tricks. And I also went to a panel about um, it's called Beyond the Dev Kit Two. you know, jobs in video game industry that are not programming. So me and me and math, we're not friends, guys. So, I mean, when I was younger, I did want to go and learn <laughs> how to be a programmer and make games. But I, I, you've learned from why I don't like FPSs. I don't like monotonous, um, ru um, routine activity. It will bore me. And when I'm bored, I do not put in as much effort as I need to. So, um, <clears throat> when I went to it, it was really cool. They had uh, uh, the econ writer for IGN they had a woman who was a lawyer she did video game policy and law um, they had someone for marketing and they had uh, a guy who he 
was technically a programmer, but at the moment he is creating his own platform for games that will help children with mental and behavioral disorders. So it was a very broad range of people. Of course, I was more geared towards the journalism guy because I like to write. I like to talk. Um, and I like to make videos, as you guys can tell if you've ever checked out the YouTube. Um, so being in that, that panel was really, really interesting. Um, a lot of the panels were full, so much so that they have like special, uh, <laughs> um, see how long the line is through their um, PAX app. Um, but I had a good time. I did learn a lot. Um, and it was really funny because <laughs> a lot of the people on the panel were talking about how people who are into video games, whether it's on the development side, which they're working at a publishing company or um, they're programming or whatever, or they're playing the game, is that there is a very, not very specific, but there is a type of person who gravitates towards video games. And that type of person tends to be very um, introverted. And that's not to say that they can't get up on the stage and talk to people. Like, I'm very good at public speaking and talking to people and communicating but the issue is that do you feel comfortable do it doing it can you just approach someone out of nowhere and say hey my name is xyz and it's really nice to meet you and i can do this and tell me how i can help you out can i volunteer with your company i'd love to you know work for you or to um you know help you guys do abc you know and a lot of the people in the panel with me were like no <laughs> even myself i was like oh yeah i i want to it's just finding the right situation where it feels um, comfortable doing stuff like that so you guys can check out the questing episode where uh, your hunter Lee here solos Paxis Sunday on our YouTube you can also find other episodes of the podcast on there as well as on Spotify um, and on Instagram so until next time guys do it for the XP see ya